Hello, five tips you can start using straight away to reduce your stress and overwhelm in line with Stress Awareness Month. Stay tuned to find out what they are. Uh, when I'm talking about um, stress and overwhelm, I don't mean uh, what T-shirt should I wear. Uh, if you know me, obviously it's a choice of which blue t-shirt is it? I went for this one today, which I'm still not sure it's the right choice. But anyway, I'm talking about genuine, stressful and overwhelming situations, probably a bit more than a blue t-shirt. So first of all, where do these tips come from, Johnny? Well, they come from my own experience and what I researched when I was really struggling with stress and overwhelm when I had too much and advice I've got off my mentor and various things I've talked to other people about that have worked for them as well. So hopefully these can give useful input for you for when you're struggling with stressful or overwhelming situations. Like I say, it's not a case of, oh, what should I watch on Netflix or which blue t-shirt should I choose? It's like genuine stressful or overwhelming situations. So for me, it was cases when I, I had too much to do, I'd have too much to write, I'd have all this coaching course I need to do, I had to produce videos, and I've, or I'm very busy in my day job, I've got loads of social things on, when I've got all this, it's just like, oh, what do I do next, what do I focus on? But actually from overcoming it, I've been able to write six books now, and get quite far into my coaching course, really progress in my day job, and produce quite a lot of YouTube videos and podcasts now. And I hardly feel overwhelmed or stressed at all. So hopefully what the tips I give you today are going to help you overcome any kind of overwhelming or stressful situations you might be facing as well. OK, tip number one, plan your week. Now, I'm a bit of an organisation freak at times and do go over the top, but not too over the top. One thing I would suggest is Google Calendar. Google Calendar can really act as a good visual for understanding how your week's going to plan out. Now, you might be thinking, right, OK, Johnny, I might plan my week, but then things come in. Yes. And the key is to be flexible. But if you've got a starting picture of how your week might map out, when you want to do bits of work, when you're going to schedule time for downtime, when you're going to schedule time for exercise, if you've got a day job, when's that when that needs to be done, obviously, um, or just general kind of social occasions. Did I say that already? Yeah. So <laughs> if you map out your week effectively like that, you're going to see a more realistic picture. Now, what I used to do was produce a to do list every day and it would be I'm going to do that, that and that, which helped. It helped in a way my brain understand what I'm trying to achieve through that day. And I'd get through stuff, but then I'd be like, oh, it's way too hard. And it'd be like eight o'clock at night and I still hadn't done something. So I'd have to force myself to go through it because I'm quite persistent in myself and I make myself do stuff. But then it was getting me really exhausted, really tired, getting quite overwhelmed and stressed. But when I started putting things in the calendar and really thinking about how much time things are going to take, it was able for me. Well, it enabled me to have a more realistic picture of what my week was going to look like. So that's one tip. Use Google Calendar. Now, I'm not saying 
over the top. I don't do two minutes brush my teeth, two minutes go and choose my t-shirt. Well, if I was trying to choose what to wear, I'd probably take more than two minutes. Not not kind of like that detail, but just blocks of times. Like, for example, on Thursday morning, I'm going to do a substantial amount on my next book. So I know that time's blocked out for there. And then Saturday, I know I also want to work on the book. But then Friday night, I know I'd like to watch a couple of webinars. Party Friday night, obviously. So that's my first tip. Tip number two, get your morning off to a fantastic start and feel good. I've talked about my morning routine <laughs> a couple of times now. And I've talked about The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, which is a great book that I'd recommend. But getting things into your day early on, making you feel good, prepared for the day, can really help proactively manage stress and overwhelm coming in. So the important thing is you don't need a 60 minute <laughs> meditation to feel good. You just need to put little things in your morning that make you feel good, that get you off to a good start. So whether that's a little bit of exercise, whether it's a bit of stretching, whether it's a couple of affirmations, whether it's a few minutes of meditation. If you if you like doing 20 minutes of meditation, brilliant, go ahead and do that or even longer. Just think about things that give you benefit in the morning that you can fit in. And as a miracle morning states, it doesn't need to be an hour. It could be six minutes, it could be six little things you do in the morning. So whether these are affirmations, whether it's exercise, whether it's reading. For me, I really like reading. It makes me feel like I'm growing and learning stuff and I feel really good. So that's why I've always got reading in the start of my day. So getting yourself off to a good morning routine can prepare you for the day. So think about what's going to be good for you. Tip number three, allow time for yourself with yourself alone. So what I mean by that is... We, we have a tendency as humans to go rush, 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 rush. And I've been there and I still do it. I'm still guilty of doing it time after time. I thought I was going to go into that song then. No, no, don't worry. I'm not going to sing. If I was going to sing, you'd probably leave the channel straight away. But, <laughs> sorry, went off topic there. But when we're alone with ourselves, and I certainly found this, it allows us to process our thoughts. So any concerns, any challenges... We're able to think through and let the brain process it. And I've been for times when I've just been for a walk and I've had this problem and then I've come back to the um, face, whatever the problem was at work. And I felt so refreshed from just going for a quick walk. Now, when I say go for a walk or run, I'm not talking about having your earphones in it either. Listening to podcasts or music, those are great and fantastic to do if music relaxes you. If you like listening to podcasts, which I do all the time, or audiobooks, that's brilliant. But that's not allowing you to be alone with your thoughts still. <laughs> it's not the same thing. When you go for a walk by yourself, allowing yourself to be present, that's allowing your brain room to, well, have the space to process information. And I've been doing 20 minute runs or walks or maybe 30 minutes each day. I felt so much more clarity, allowing that recovery in my brain. So that's my next tip. Allow the recovery in your brain for 20 or 30 minutes a day. And sitting alone with yourself in the room can be a good one as well. Just allowing your thoughts to process, allowing yourself to understand what the problem is. And when you can understand the problem, you'll be able to process it an awful lot better as well. 
So allow yourself to be alone with you and your thoughts. My next tip, tip number four, I'm just checking I can count still, is gratitude. Gratitude, as Tony Robbins says, you can't be grateful and fearful or anxious at the same time. If you work on great gratefulness, gratitude continuously, your brain's going to be able to process and focus on positives more often. And a great book I've been reading, which I've got here, is The Magic, which was recommended from one of my personal development uh, webinars I went on the other day, actually, from a gratitude specialist. If she was a gratitude specialist, she, she was kind of more of a spiritual specialist, but it's really interesting. And when when what I've been doing is a 28 day challenge, as is specified in the book, really writing down things that make me feel grateful, make me feel good. What's good about my life? And when I'm going through the day, when stressful things come up, my brain's more easy, easily tuning into the good things in my life. So therefore, gratitude can really help you focus on the positives. And if you do it continuously, your brain's going to be more tuned to thinking that way rather than thinking on what you haven't got and thinking about all the stresses and the overwhelm. So you start to feel good about your life through gratitude. So that's my tip. Gratitude. And tip number five, breathing. So when we breathe properly, we're able to feel a lot more calmer. And lots of research has showed this. Karma, when I say karma, I mean karma as in gentle, not karma as in you did something good, so you get something good, not that kind of karma. Just in case I said it funny. But anyway, when you get stressed and overwhelmed, think about it. How do you feel? Usually your heart's probably beating a bit quicker, your breath might be a bit short, and you're not breathing calm and slowly. But if you're able to regularly practice just 10 deep breaths in and out twice a day, every day, your breathing is going to be able to affect your state. So you're able to feel a bit more calmer more often. So my next tip is working on your breathing every day. Okay, I've actually got a bonus tip. Surprise. Those five tips were more about proactive things you can do. And they don't have to be massively long things. You can just do a few minutes. I'd suggest being alone with yourselves a bit longer. So at least 10 minutes, make 20 minutes if you can, uh, when you go for that walk or run or sit alone with yourself. But those are more proactive things. Now, you do those things, but inevitably life is hard and things come at us. We we can't control, that's not our fault, but we can work on ourselves so we're better at coping with the stresses or overwhelm. Now, one thing I suggest if you something really bad comes in um, to your life, like a really stressful situation, is journaling it. Just writing down how you're feeling and then asking yourself the right questions. So why am I feeling stressed or overwhelmed? What's brought this on? What is my belief? What am I feeling? Asking yourself that, just getting out of your head onto paper. It's going to bring so much clarity and I've done this. And then asking yourself, what will make me feel good? What's the actions I can take or you can take? Not, not what you're not in control of to go forward and feel better about this. So journaling can be a really good one. Just getting through thoughts when something stressful comes towards you. So a question for you. 
Is there a particular issue you're finding really stressful or really overwhelming? And what can you do about it? So whether it's one of my tips I've given or just something else you might think that can help you overcome that particular stressful or overwhelming situation. So those are my tips for today. Hopefully they can be useful for you going forward to feel better about your life, feel great about your life and reduce that stress and overwhelm. The key is just to keep taking little continuous habits or actions on yourself to feel good. Because if you don't change what you're doing, you're not going to change your feeling. You can't think yourself over stressful or overwhelming things. You have to do things consistently to be able to cope with those things. Now, some people are naturally going to be able to do that a bit better than others. But with practice, you can do it too. And the final bit, just before I go today, is talking to people can be really helpful. Getting out your stresses or overwhelm, and I'd recommend always talking it through with friends or family. And I've done counselling. I've sorry, I've been in counselling. I've been in coaching, but I found those really useful for getting struggles out of my head into achievable actions. And that's what my coaching does as well. So in my coaching, if you've got a challenge with self-esteem, self-confidence, or just a kind of point where you're stuck in life and you really want to achieve a certain thing or outcome but you can't decide what it is and you don't know what actions to take well we can have a conversation in my coaching sessions about what actions are going to be right for you but first of all really understanding what you want rather than what you don't want and think about actions that are going to help you and be beneficial to you. So if you'd like to find more information about that I'll leave the link in the description but if you go onto my website, it's johnnypardo.com and just go into coaching. OK, that concludes my talk today. If you'd like some more information, as I referenced earlier, just go on to johnnypardo.com for more on self-esteem, more on self-confidence and more on personal growth. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn on social media. Just type in Johnny Pardo into any of those and you can find me of course, on YouTube and multiple platforms on podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Anchor and many, many more. Just type in Johnny Pardo into those. <laughs>